Welcome to Unconfuse Me. I'm Bill Gates. You're on TV almost every night. Yeah. Uh, that's a heck of a schedule. Well, okay. So my father was uh, an oldies doo-wop legend back in the 50s. And what makes my situation unique is that I'm also the last generation raised by parents that didn't trust or believe in babysitters. Hmm. So you had to go to work. You had to work with your parents. By seven, you know, they teach me how to iron and steam and clean uh, the outfits and go to the cleaners and that sort of thing. By the time I was nine, it was very normal for a nine or 10 year old to go to a nightclub and, you know, ask for a ladder, give me a razor blade so I can cut these light gels and switch out light gels and everything. And when I was 10, I was operating the system inside nightclubs. Like, like it was just <laughs> normal for a 10 year old to operate, you know, smoke machine and, and the lights and the spotlight. And, and then um, one day my dad's drummer got in a motorcycle accident. And my dad was just like, well, okay, you, you know the show, so you're the new leader. And my first gig, that gig was at Radio City Music Hall. Wow. Weird enough, right? Nice place to start. <laughs> you know, and my dad felt like it was a jackpot moment because you know, he doesn't have to pay his guy, you know, $700 a week. <laughs> For me, it's like, like I was the richest 11-year-old uh, <laughs> in existence. So, you know, give him like 200 bucks, he'll buy a bike, he'll be happy. And I became his band leader. That was the modus operandi. And whatever job was available, you did. And I think that that's what I inherited from my family. By the time I got to Fallon, I was teaching at NYU. I was starting the, the, my, the Questlove's Food thing. I was writing books. I had my podcast. I was DJing at all out hours of the night. There were still the roots. Literally on The Tonight Show, I invested in a, a, a hoodie store. And so I thought like the more jobs you had, like that defines your value. And then once everything was taken away in the pandemic and we had nothing in silence, I kind of realized that for health reasons like resting, silence, meditation, that's just as important. I'm trying to get to a place where I'm enjoying boring stuff like naps and nothing, you know, the guy that used to always work. So, but you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still writing books and seven and jobs. Directing. Yeah. 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 No, it's nice. The pandemic did get us uh, to step back a little bit. I figured the the path to sanity for me was I I somehow just went back to being a, an eight year old. Like started drawing and sketching, started watching cartoons, started things that I wouldn't dare do in my busy, too busy to have fun time. So, like, what did, what did you do? Well, it was a very unusual time for me because the Gates Foundation has a lot of experts on vaccines and infectious disease. In fact, most infectious diseases in Africa and poor countries and you know, rich countries are very lucky there isn't that much. I mean, there's some TB, there's some HIV, but not a lot. And one of our concerns was that in the rich world you have all this oxygen and you know, even though those systems are overloaded, in poor countries, you have way, way less. 
And so, you know, we were trying to say, okay, how quick can we get a vaccine? How quick can we get an antibody? Now, the fact that we were involved in writing checks, we wrote $2 billion of, of, of checks. Mm-hmm. It kind of, in a way, you suspend your emotional reaction because you're at least, okay, I'm a fireman. Uh, let's go in right. here and do all of that. And it was only like a year in when we finally got the vaccine to step back and say, Wow, that was crazy. I mean... So you immediately felt the the pressure and the weight of the world on your shoulders like, I have to use my resources to save the world. And we can help with this, yeah, because it's our area. You know, in, in 2015, I actually gave a speech where I said, hey, this is... Everybody ought to be concerned be more, about right, this. Right. And, you know, sadly, we didn't get Ma- ready Mathletes for... versus <laughs> athletes. Mathletes uh, versus athletes. You know, and then there was all this insanity about misinformation that, you know, maybe I was benefiting from it or maybe Fauci was making money off of vaccines, things that were so the opposite Mm -hmm. that even today I kind of think, is that a joke? But then when you run into people who actually believe these things, so that, you know, that was a crazy time. And even now as we realize, okay, the kids who didn't get their schooling or some level of depression that is still higher. Resonated, yeah. Uh, for me personally, and maybe a little bit like you, it was such so jarring that it did get me to think about my life and what I value, you know, friendships and things. So I can't say that it was an, you know, all negative. It was scary. But just to, just to keep you saying, like, would you go to video games or like just for a moment of sanity? Like, how did you... I, I got to do a lot of reading, and one nice thing was because I had no meetings I had to go to, I started uh, exercising, particularly mm-hmm. uh, playing tennis a lot more. So it, was, it really knocked me out of my normal pattern, and there are some very positive aspects of it. And now when we're going back to normal, I'm sure you're like this. It's like, okay, everybody wants you to resume all the things you were doing before. And you have to kind of force yourself to say, wait a minute, there's some of these things that they weren't bad, but now, you know, I'm living a somewhat different set of priorities. You know, I have to (laughs) add it all up. You can't do all the stuff that you learned to like during the pandemic and then all that stuff you did beforehand. Yeah, Uh, I I too thought like, okay, well, let me go back. But then, no, I still... Like, I I actually morphed into the person I used to laugh at. So, you know, I I don't think I was big on, like, meditation or gratitude or yoga or stretching or morning walks or my health or any of those things. And that was the paradigm shift I needed. It's almost like I needed the pandemic to sort of morph into who I am now. So, wow. Thanks for sharing that with me. Subscribe to Unconfused Me wherever you listen to podcasts. 